0: Hey, it's Lauren, and it's Emma, and you're back with Community. We are bringing you something extra special this week. Yes. We're excited about it. We're going to check in with each other and then get into our special app. Yeah. Um, so how are you doing this week,
1: Lauren? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Doing good. Um, it's uh, summertime, so mm-hmm. toes
0: out, <laughs> sunscreen on. <laughs> you doing know well. how I feel about the sunscreen. I know how you do.
1: <laughs> how are you?
0: I'm doing well. So um, as you know, it is Pride Month, which we talked about last week as well. Um, and you and I were both lucky enough to participate in a drag bingo event. Yes, that was so fun. For one of our organizations, yes. and um, being able to kick off Pride Month like that, so that was, like, a really fun way yeah. to do it. We got a nice crowd. It was, like, pouring rain, so the fact that people still came that out. because was a good you know, crowd, yeah. You know people, like, melt in the rain. Yeah, like, can't function. So um, it was really exciting yeah. and exciting to see so many people turn out to, to really kick off Pride, and... You know, there's a lot of activities in New York and probably wherever you are listening. Mm-hmm. So get involved, go celebrate. Yeah, happy Pride. Woo.
1: Yeah, so this week we're going to do a lo- something a little bit different. Uh, we realized since the show has started that we've been getting oh, listeners who we don't necessarily know personally. But like it may be uh, helpful for us to just talk about our journey, how we got to um, CSR work, volunteer engagement work, and um, kind of just like who we are, what we do.
0: Yeah, and there might be some friends of ours out there who don't know aspects I mean, like of the So you should keep listening. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people that I'm actually
1: really close to actually don't know what I do and, and yeah. why. So yeah, yeah,
0: cool. Um, well, maybe we can start with where and how we met, and then go back and forth a little bit on on our timelines. Yeah. So um, it's actually a fun CSR story. So I had just started um, in my position, um, which was engaging with uh, corporate volunteers. My first project was mm-hmm. with the company that Lauren worked. For mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, I've been told I was gonna run the project. I was like, cool, ready to go, <laughs> like, great. Um, I get there, and they're like, So, where are the supplies? And I'm like, I don't know, where are the You're supplies? Like, <laughs> At, what nobody had told me that I was supposed to bring the supplies. It was kind of just assumed that I understood that that was what my job was. Which, <laughs> um, what, what happened? I honestly don't remember when um, your coworker. Mm-hmm. I think that you had additional volunteers coming and mm. so they you called them and they brought some supplies and we modified like okay. the kids still had a great time everything was there but it was like an unnecessary scramble because it was a really <laughs> like a light touch type of thing it didn't involve any yes. like heavy supplies yeah. or whatever um, so it's so funny because the fact that we have ended up here working together, I feel like first impressions are not everlasting because yeah. probably the first impression was like, that girl's incompetent. <laughs> 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 and I remember just being like, I just didn't know. Like, I I had no idea it was the first time I had done it. Um, so... You know, I had just assumed that the company that we were working with would, and, you know, like we talked about finances in the last one, like the company did cover the supplies. It wasn't, that wasn't the, it wasn't a finance thing. It was a question of like, who was supposed to be doing it?
1: (laughs) For the record, I didn't even think that. Like, I don't, I feel like in the moment I was probably like, what did, how, what did I do that that contributed to us not (laughs) being
0: able to do this the right way?
1: Yeah, so we, so I guess we just like saw each other so many times. Yeah,
0: because so we had an ongoing project yeah, together. Yeah, um, and we did. And um, you know, one of the things that was really interesting for me with you was being like, well, how did she end up this person from Texas, Man. working at a company doing this in New York? Which, like, you know, not that that's so crazy, but I mean, it is kind of. How amazing. did that happen?
1: Yeah, so I was I was in Houston. So back up. I did not go to school for nonprofit management. I did not go to school for, I mean, you really don't go to school for, like, CSR. Like, maybe now, I, mean, right, I don't know. Right, maybe now they Maybe now that. they have some programs, but they, they don't have that. So they didn't have that back then. So um, I was fresh out of, actually, I wasn't even fresh out of college. I had been, I had graduated for a while, and I had been working uh, full-time jobs for a minute. And I was kind of under the impression that like you had to you get to get a job and then you find the right one and mm-hmm. then you like stay in there forever yeah. or you change jobs like maybe twice and so I was like trying out different things to see what I liked and I had been through about three full-time jobs by that time and I did not find anything I didn't like as a matter of fact my last role before jumping into the nonprofit world I hated it so much like it was bad like mm-hmm. I would have to put I would pull up to the place, to the building, and have to, like, talk myself into going into the building. It was in recruiting, and it was just, like, not fun at all. And so I told myself, like, okay, before you hop jobs again, you got to figure out, like, what do you actually want to do? Like, what do you enjoy? Because this is not going to work. Like, I'm not going to be able to work a job that I just Mm -hmm. hate every day. Uh, And so I started volunteering. Um, I was really into, at this time, those of you who knew me at this time, I was really into Zumba. Mm. So I was going to Zumba, like, I was like really ins- I was like obsessed with Zumba. <laughs> and so much so that I went and got my certification to be a Woo-hoo. licensed Zumba instructor and with that came like I needed to like practice, right? And so I was like, "Well, let me, how can I practice cuz I can't just charge people if I don't I haven't done it yet." And so I started working at uh or not working, but I contacted a local community center that was in 3rd Ward Houston. What up? 3rd Ward, H Town. Um and they were like, yeah, we we have, like, these different programs, but if you want to teach Zumba for free, I'm sure people will come. And I started teaching Zumba for free every Thursday at this community center, and people started coming. And I started seeing people, you know, the same people come every every week, and there was this sense of community that I had never felt before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and working with a population or of people that I had never, I didn't know. Like, sure, I lived in Third Ward, but it was like, the gentrified third ward Mm -hmm. you know so uh being able to like touch different people and connect with different people that I didn't know from Mm -hmm. a day-to-day basis uh it struck a chord with me and so from that I was like I feel like I should I should like work in or work in community work and so then I got a job at Habitat for Humanity managing um their volunteer department and then after that it had nothing to do with the job I was just like I feel like I'm done with Houston Mm -hmm. um not done with Houston but I just I just knew that wasn't it Mm -hmm. and um Landed in New York, uh, under I, I got to New York. <laughs> I won't go into detail. But I got to New York and um, just hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. And um, been
0: running ever since.
1: And I've been <laughs> I've been running ever since. I have not stopped. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how, how and I how It's true. They are one here. of the
0: most hard working people. I
1: mean, everybody's working hard.
0: I mean
1: yeah, <laughs> sure. What about you? Like I know I know you went to social work school. I
0: did go to social yeah. work school. So I also did not study like anything nonprofit. Yeah. Um, definitely did not know I was gonna go into social work in any capacity. I graduated from undergrad in two thousand and eight, which was also when the economy collapsed.
1: <laughs> Great timing. So
0: yeah. So I basically went from like You know, the idea of like, you get your college degree and then you can get a job and be Mm -hmm. successful. And then it was like, there's no jobs, just kidding. (laughs) And pieced together a couple of different jobs, like, unrelated to things like babysitting and like interning for a day. Oh, my God, forever. That oh was how God. I made all my money. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. I'm saying all my money. Like, I have some stash <laughs> somewhere. But, I mean, like, even as a teenager, like, that was what I did yeah. to make money. I grew up in a really big apartment building, so yeah. there was just a lot of kids um, to I'm babysit. learning something new about you. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I mean, I love working with kids. Um, pieced together a couple things and then was trying to figure out, like, what do I want to do with my life? Um, and... Had a conversation with a, a family member about she was like, Well, what do you know? What do you care about? Right. Like, what what interests you? And I was like, Well, it's like there's all this stuff going on, and you're like, But well, why is it like this? Right. Why is it like this? Right. And it always goes back to like policies. Like there's all these policies mm. and these laws mm-hmm. about things that don't make any sense because they when it gets down to the people it actually affects, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Like, what's the <laughs> point? Right. right. Um, and we talked and we talked and she was like, Well. I think what you're talking about is social work. Mm. Um, she was like, it's law or social work. And I was like, I'm definitely not going to law school. So, <laughs> and I, you know, to be honest, like my idea of what social work was was children's services. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only thing I thought social work was. I had no mm-hmm. idea. Anyway, did my research, blah, 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 and sort of realized that in order to move forward in the field, I would need a master's degree at Mm -hmm. some point. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I decided that I would go back if I could get in then because the economy was so bad anyway. Like, getting a job would be really hard. So got my master's in social work to do policy. Got a job managing contracts from the government, um, which if you all don't know, there are people who manage all of that. So the, ci- the city, the state, and the federal government um, often contract out services. So instead of, for example, the city running an after-school program, they contract a nonprofit right. to run the program for them. So right. I managed like, that those contracts. Right. Um, and then did that for a couple of years and was sort of ready to move on, and there was a role open in um, managing relationships with outside Um, companies to do volunteering and things like that and um, I was able to make my way into that so I if you had asked me I never would have thought I would do this I don't even know if I really knew that was a job at (laughs) a certain point like I didn't know that was a job Um, also like I am an introvert so it's a really been an interesting thing for me (laughs) to like learn how to be on and not lose all of my energy right Um, right it's just a different thing but I really I really enjoy the work. Right. Um and I really think that it it's really cool and challenging sure. to like be a bridge between yeah nonprofits and people outside who want to um, to help and support it but making sure everything like stays aligned and that also keeping as many people happy as you can right it's a lot to <laughs> juggle it's a lot
1: it's a lot to juggle one of the things i find most interesting is how i slash people we people in this space have to pivot so quickly like your tone the way you speak the way you approach situations the way you describe and even execute situations Literally differs depending on who you're talking to Ah, uh, totally especially with like for-profit companies because you can be in a bank you could be in retail you could be I don't know mm-hmm. you could, Any industry yeah, you have to tailor your approach to that industry, which I found something. That, it's a skill.
0: It's a skill. It's and a skill. Also, something that people don't think about that I only started to realize this year is also like the wardrobe changes that you have listen, to do. It is listen. incredible. Sometimes I'm like, what do I? Like, I literally look at my
1: calendar. And I was like. Okay. Yes. What, do, what do I have today? Yes. How am I going to dress? Where am I
0: going to be? Yep. What's th- what do they dress like? Yep. How do I make sure that I yep. look like I've been in somewhere, right? Yeah. And that like, because I don't know, it's like, what's your style? Like, I don't know. I dress depending on like the company <laughs> right. that I'm going to or right. the program that I'm going to, and I have to yeah. figure all that out. So I'm just saying, probably we should get budgets for our wardrobe. Listen, and that's saying. something in itself. So <laughs>
1: figuring out. So those of you who know me know I like I, I do the thrifting thing and like like a thrift style and like sustainable style is my thing but trying to figure out okay trying to keep and figure out my personal style as I tailor my approach and style to these different uh, audiences and industries That's a job in itself.
0: It is a job. Like, how do I still look like myself
1: in the midst of transitioning like that to different Right,
0: And also the question of just, like, making sure you know who you are in the midst of all of those things. So, like, what is the voice that I actually use to talk to people who are closest to me? Like, what is the style that Mm -hmm. I speak in? Because I really... You know, it's not like I'm two different people or three no, different but, yeah. people, but like you said, it's tailored. It's tailored. It's a little bit different.
1: And for me, even going a little deeper, I guess, for me, it's like I never want to feel like I'm not being my most authentic self, even when I am tailoring. Mm-hmm. So for me, one of the things I always think about, depending on the population that um, I'm engaging with, like say, for example, a lot of the work I do, or we do, as you know, is connecting clients um, corporate volunteers with, Mm -hmm. like, a certain population. And so for me, if I'm working with, like, young people from, uh, like, young people of color from a certain population and they see me as a person of color within this space, Mm -hmm. leading this initiative, it's very important for me to have them understand that it is okay to be yourself when you're even in different areas. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's just really about tailoring yourself. So I never want to seem like I am disconnected from their experience mm-hmm. or disconnected from who they are. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm a black woman. Mm-hmm. You can tell from my voice, I am a black woman. There are different inflections and different things that I say and different things that, you know, different behaviors mm-hmm. that I feel like a lot of people feel like you have to to discredit or tone down or remove. Growing up, I was taught that being professional wasn't being your full self. Right. And so... For me, going back to like engaging with these populations, that is something that is always in the back mm-hmm. of my mind, and making sure that I put it at the forefront of like being my authentic self and making it okay to be my authentic self. Right. So there are a lot of there's <laughs> a lot, lot going yeah. on. It's it's a lot to have to juggle at one yeah. time being in this space and. I think for someone who isn't in, in this world, you think, Oh yeah, you, you plan volunteer projects and like then you order the supplies and then yeah. you execute them. But there is so much that goes on in between that, um uh, and, and really knowing who you are and like yeah. why you're here and you have to take so many different people's perspectives mm-hmm. into account including your own, right. including your business interests, including their business interests, right. you know, and really making this a, an experience that yeah. people can learn from. Yeah, and yeah. I think
0: also just, like, always keeping top of mind the power dynamics that yes. are happening because that's yes. a huge piece of what's going on and I think why it's helpful to have roles like the ones that we have, whether mm-hmm. or not it's us in them. Um, ideally, there are people that can kind of help manage the power dynamics yeah. that are happening um, because they, they exist.
1: They exist. They're real. Yeah. And
0: it's just like another part of the balancing act, right? It's like yeah. making sure that, that people are, you know, it's managing all of those things yeah. with the goal that when everybody leaves, everybody feels, feels good, good about what happened, yes. which is like almost an impossible task. So we impossible. try really hard.
1: <laughs> Cause here's the thing. At the end of the day, you know, somebody going to walk out of there mad about something, right. but, <laughs> but, but you want it to be like one person versus like 10. Yes. That's a win. That's a win. It is. Yeah. And, and I think that's why I know that's one of the, the re- one of the many reasons why we wanted to start this platform, right? Like, people really don't talk about what goes into this kind of work because I feel like there's not many people who are in this kind of work and that are able to really explain it or uh, talk about it in a way that kind of tells the journey of, like, all the things that go into it Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, you see a lot and you do a lot in this. Um, What's one of the... Craziest experience, or like the most ridiculous experiences that you've ever had at a volunteer project?
0: <laughs> Other than not bringing any supplies. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know if this is like the craziest, but it was just one of those moments where you're like, so I went to uh, a project where we somehow had the wrong address, oh, God. but we had ordered all of this pizza. <laughs> so at the time where we got there and figured out it was the wrong address, we were like, okay, well, you know, it's not crazy far. So like the students can walk. Um, so they did. But then at the same time, 10 pies of pizza showed up <laughs> at the wrong address. And then we were like. Well, it was, like, way too much to carry. Yeah. So we got, a, like, a Uber or a Lyft, and we put it in the trunk. So <laughs> we're driving there. We have, like, trunk pizza whatever, like, Rolling through, we like show up, we pull all the pizzas out of the trunk and like bring them up to the project ourselves. Like we rolled through with our pizzas for the project, which just was, and the kids were like, trunk pizza? And we were just like, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything to say. But what I will say about the company we work with, which is cool, which is that we provided our own food for students and they had a budget for their food. Mm -hmm their budget was definitely higher than our budget was, but when they realized that we were going to have different foods, that we couldn't just order the same thing as them, they were like, you know what, we'll get what we're getting, you get what you're getting, Mm -hmm. we'll put everything out for everybody and whoever wants to eat whatever they can, which is like, again, one of those things that seems really small, but if you go in a place and the students have to eat one thing and the people who work there get to eat a different thing, it just doesn't set up a good vibe for trying to bring everyone together to work together, which is obvious when you say it, but I think often Oftentimes when you're doing logistics and planning, you're like just trying to be really, really pragmatic. And it's like, well, no, like actually the goal is for everyone to kind of get get together and, you know, work together really well. So that was a pretty cool. I I was like really happy that they noticed that.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good point too of like, and that's another piece of, right, like, What are the optics? Like, understanding and having to figure out, like, what are the optics on things? Like, even if things aren't happening the way that they look, Mm -hmm. the optics of situations in volunteer projects that you're having to manage is literally everything.
0: I mean, the reason that volunteer coordinators show up early to things partially is set up and partially is figuring out how things literally look. Like, what are the optics? Like, who's sitting where? Who's sitting where?
1: How is this going? What happens after this happens? Like, who's gonna do that? Uh, who's gonna
0: speak? All these things. It matters. It because matters. the thing is, is yeah. like, is I've been in places where attention has not been paid to that, yes. and you can tell it's the everything. difference. And again, it's not because the person, yeah. they might have just not known yeah. that those were things that they needed to focus on. Yeah. It's I great. will say, uh, all these things we're talking about
1: are skills. Skills! This, it takes skills. Skills to do these jobs. Skills. Uh, skills. Which, you know, sometimes nonprofit folks, or not even sometimes, most of the time, it's like, oh, working a nonprofit, you're taking the pay cut. Why should I have to take a pay cut? Because this is a lot to think about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the other thing, too, is that there's this idea, like you and I have talked about this, that like kind of anyone can do it.
1: Yeah. Yes. You know, the idea that, like
0: anybody can be a volunteer coordinator, yes. like anyone can do these projects. And like this is a, a skills job and a skills position and you can build those skills. But it's really um, depending on how well you want it done. You depending. need to get people who yep. who really know how to do it, depending on how well you want it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I was going to ask you what your craziest oh. <laughs> volunteer
1: opportunity was. So I had many to choose from. I have, I have many, many, many to choose from. Um, but the one I can think about, the one that comes top of mind for me is this one time where we had to do, so we do like kit packing activities. Mm, oh, yeah. Um, at, at multiple places that I've yeah. worked in the nonprofit space, we've done kit packing activities. And that's just an activity where your volunteers are literally packing whatever kind of kits for whatever kind of population. So it's like hygiene kits, snack packs that right. have like healthy food or whatever. It, it, it runs the gamut. And so this particular project i had spoken with the um the corporate coordinator on that end who was like booking the rooms and like receiving the supplies that we ordered for them or whatever and we were uh putting together like two thousand snack packs wow. or something it's like assembly line style yeah. volunteers on each side of the table just packing 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 and so when i had taught when we had spoken with this coordinator person they were like yeah we're going to be across we're gonna, there's going to be, like, 100 people, but, like, across three rooms, so we'll just, like, split up. Fast forward, myself and my colleague, my, myself and my former colleague get there, and it is just, first of all, the rooms are, like, not close to each other. Ooh. Second of all, their colleagues that were supposed to be there to help us were not trying to help. Like, we're talking about, like, think about having... 50, 60 boxes in each room mm-hmm. that need to be opened. And we had, like, 30 minutes to open them to set up. Oh my God, it takes way more than 30 minutes to Listen, do Listen, I will never forget. I got there with my colleague, and my colleague got there before me. And she was just like, so I just want you to know that these rooms are not close to each other. And also, nothing is open and nothing is set up. So for, like, an hour, she and I were just, like, running from room to room, wow. opening boxes, setting stuff up. Fast forward, we're, like, exhausted because we're on our feet. Of course. We're we're managing. There were two of us managing, like, 100 people. That's a lot. And so we're backing forth to different rooms. And after after the project was over, we did it, whatever. Everybody had a good time, blah, blah, blah. There was, like, all this tape left over, like, packing tape, Mm. like, stacks and stacks of packing tape. So, you know, in the nonprofit world, you don't throw anything away. Nothing. So we had to repack all of this packing tape into these like, it was like 10 totes. Oh my God. And she had to actually go somewhere else after that. So I walked out of this like very swanky building, (laughs) corporate building, with like five packages of Five totes full of like packing tape on each arm and like like waddling <laughs> out the
0: building. <laughs> can I? It was like so great is that I'm like I've done that before too. Where they're like you can take all this extra stuff and you're like yes I'm gonna take all of it. I'm about like, t-shirts, pins, like literally nope, literally whatever it is. Yes. Like nonprofit will figure out how to use that. Use and I have it. walked out with like seven toes on my arms, like in the subway being that person where everybody's like, why does she have all these bags? You just want to be like, it's for the kids. I'm like, I don't know. Literally, I'm like,
1: I'm basically water I'm exhausted. I'm like sweaty, walking out of this swanky building. And I called I called an Uber because I was like, there's no way I could do it. Like, I couldn't even get on the train. Yeah, yeah, this. yeah. So I called an Uber and the, the guy pulled up. Luckily, he was in a minivan and the guy pulled up and I, he just looked at me. He was like, do you need help? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, because at this point I just have to like slide my yeah. body in here with the bags <laughs> Oh my God. Um, you know, and that was just the day and then I went that's, and, that's and I did all day. of that and then I went to the office and I had to like send three emails before I had to leave for work. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it was like one of those things that like, the whole time I was like, what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. Like, wh- like what, like what, what led me to this point of yeah. caring. <laughs> caring? But then at the end of the day, you know, you hear the outcomes or you see, like, the snack packs going to the kids. Yeah, and then you're just like, okay, yeah. that, that's why I did that.
0: All right, so my question for you is, like, what's the most rewarding thing that has happened?
1: Ooh, good question. I know, I know what it is. So um, at one of my previous employers, uh, I was responsible for um, helping manage... Um, the whole CSR, Corporate Social Responsibility Program, for the company, and a piece of that was running um, a six- to eight-week program. It was like a job readiness uh, program for young adults in the Bronx. So we partnered with this uh, organization in the Bronx, who that's they specialized in supporting kids, ages I say kids, but young people mm-hmm. ages uh, 16 to 24, who have found themselves like, out of work, out of school, and their whole goal was getting them back enrolled in school, getting their GEDs if necessary, and getting them enrolled in college. And so we partnered with um, this organization and ran this program. Fast forward, uh, we had like different cohorts and everything. And so we went through, it was six to eight weeks, and like four days out of the week, they would be placed within like different, quote, internships. So we had uh, stores, we had like retail stores, but we also had Uh, corporate office obviously Mm -hmm. and so these interns were placed across um, the different areas and then one day a week we would have soft skills training which was like talking about communication like how do you communicate like how do you manage your time like you know how do you push through when there's something that you don't want to do and I would have to say I was floored I had never worked at a I had never worked with an actual program or run a program Mm -hmm. before this role and Just seeing the change and the shift in these young people when they were given the opportunity to grow and to try out new things and to think in different ways was insane. It was a six to eight weeks and from like we would start on week one or day one. Mm -hmm. And by the time they got to week eight or excuse me, yeah, week eight, date, last day, whatever, they were like completely different people. And I don't mean like, oh, they were a whole different person, just like, oh, they look different or they're acting different. You can tell their mindsets have been changed because they had been given the opportunity to like be around all these different kind of people, mm-hmm. to learn something new, to for a lot for a number of the students that we served and the kids that we served. They, don't even, they didn't even come to Manhattan, really, because yeah. that's mm-hmm. a thing, and that's a whole different episode. But uh, just coming to Manhattan, being exposed to the city, being challenged to think in a different way, um, being, being given the space to make, be a young adult, to make mistakes and learn from their mistakes, right. and to learn how to learn from their mistakes. Uh, just seeing the growth in them was, like, really amazing. And um, while at my time there in that role, I was able to see four cohorts cool. of folks, uh, of, of kids go through. And... Um, most recently, I was walking down the street with one of my colleagues. We were going somewhere by Grand Central, and I actually ran into one oh, of the wow. alumni from the program. Like she, we looked at each other, had this moment where we. She was wow. like, Lord, I was like, "Oh my God, hey, how are yeah. you?" And it was just, she just looked so good, and she just, like, was so happy, and I remember during her cohort, Mm. she kind of, she was, like, a little attitudinal, was Mm. like, you know, what am I doing here, whatever, and she was like, I'm actually on the way to a job interview right now, and she just looked so good, and just, I felt like in that moment, it was like the universe being like, this is why you do what you do, like, even though you go through a lot of BS, which we do in these roles, Mm -hmm. let's be honest, like, at the end of the day, like, look at this, like, here's an actual person's life that right. you impacted in some kind of way. Yeah. And so when I'm having hard times, when I'm like, why am I ordering, like, 50,000 cases of, like, sunscreen or, like, right. whatever?
0: Well, I you think, know why you're ordering ex- sunscreen. Exactly. No, I'm exactly. just, you know, no. sunscreen vigilante over here. <laughs> why does sunscreen keep coming up <laughs> um, so,
1: yeah at the end of the day it's like i know why i'm doing this yeah. uh, even when it gets hard so that that yeah. was that's like a moment that's a for really it's
0: really amazing that you ran into it was that quick. person
1: honestly i don't even know in what world we would run into each other i right. haven't seen her in for i mean years obviously because mm-hmm. i haven't worked there in years but uh, i feel like it was just like a universe being yeah. like look, look at yeah. what you've done and look at your work carrying over to yeah. someone else so yeah.
0: what yeah. about you Um, I guess mine is a little more micro. So one of the things that comes up, um, sometimes is that we have participants who might be in a program getting a certain kind of service. Um, Mm -hmm. so maybe it's like workforce development or whatever it is, but there's often a lot of different things going on in people's lives. And so there was a, a young person who, a young woman who was like, you know, somewhere between, like, 18 and 21, Mm -hmm. and um, a program person reached out and said, look, you know, she has a really young kid. It's the holiday season. Is there anything we can do to help her out? She's trying to, like, go to college Mm -hmm. and, like, do all this stuff, and... Um, working at a very large organization that can be challenging Mm -hmm. because we're supposed to kind of serve everybody and make sure we're getting as much as we can for everybody. But wherever we can, kind of hit those one thing. So I was able to reach out to one of our partners – and get some gift cards for mm. um, for her to use and sent them. And, you know, to be honest, we moved from one thing to the next really quick in this job, mm-hmm. I think. Um, mm-hmm. And so I didn't, you know, I was like, okay, glad I could send it, glad I figured it out, Great, sent thanks. it, yep. you know, kind of kept it moving. And then, like, two weeks later in the mail got this letter mm. um, that this, this young woman had made that was, you know – Basically, I mean, it literally was like, you're an angel sent from heaven oh, type thing. Like it was, cry. it was like, you really helped me out. Yeah. And like, I mean, we have never met. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, she obviously like, you know, talked to the person at the program who was in contact sure, with me sure. and wanted to write it. Like I, I I'd hope and don't think that they asked her to, like, yeah. that's not like a practice yeah. that we do, especially for like staff. Like, sure. just, it's just, sure. really, and so I think it was a reminder to me, which is helpful um, about like why we do it. And also that. Um, something that can go by really quickly in our mm. day-to-day and it can make a big impact for somebody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me with my social work background, there's a piece of, of not doing direct work that I miss. Yeah. Like, and, And that also, when you get removed from doing direct work, you can sometimes forget and Mm -hmm. lose that connection to, Mm -hmm. like, the people, which is really the center of the whole thing. That's the center of it. It's the reason why you're
1: there, yeah. Um, And
0: so it was a really nice reminder to me, like you said, of, like, why we do this and also to remember to always – like, center the people, um, as opposed to, like, the logistics, which is a lot of what our job (laughs) is. Um, And so, yeah, that's nice. And I'm not a big, like, I don't hold on to a lot of papers, but I still have that one.
1: I have to tell you, 15 bad days are automatically canceled out by one really, really good day. Yeah. That is one thing I can say, no matter how pissed I get or something didn't come on time or UPS lost my, this was a real thing, UPS lost my, like, Five pack of five hundred hand sanitizers that were supposed to be going. <laughs> in some kids. Um, yeah, after all these things happen, uh, just the one good day or one mm-hmm. day where I'm like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, it, it it cancels it out. So that was fun. You know, that was so fun. That was different. I know we kind of straight away, but I, I think it was super important for us to kind of give y'all background on. Wh- what we're thinking when we come up with these topics and and what our experiences have been in even thinking about these topics that we talk about and, and why we do it. And yeah, so if you heard anything on this episode, or you're like, I want to know more about what they said on why they did this, whatever. If if you have any questions, comments, whatever, you want to challenge us, yeah. Like if you have, you're like, but what about X or what about Y? Like let's talk about it. Let us know. It's a conversation. Um, With that, I think that's about all
0: for this week. Uh, As always. Hit us up on all of the platforms. We are actually going to take a break next week. Yes, break next week. So we are not going to be dropping an episode, but we will be back in two weeks in your ears. You know, one thing that we do want to ask is if you're listening and you're liking what you're hearing to subscribe, rate, and review us. there's a reason for that, which is that when that happens, you can theoretically move on to the new and noteworthy podcast section, which is how you get a lot of exposure. Um, and we're hoping to bring this to a wider audience. So. Um to our friends, you better do it.
1: <laughs> I mean but like for real. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Um
0: to the people you don't know as well, thank you so much for listening. And please do um, also. if you feel so inclined, please do yes. it. We would really, really appreciate it. Um, and you can leave an honest review, obviously. You don't have to just give us five sure, stars, but sure. you can if you want to. Right, right.
1: <laughs> okay, before we go, one thing that is so Kind of ridiculous, but I wanted to say it. So we have started using uh, a new jingle at the beginning oh, yeah. and end of our shows. Because Lauren made it. Well, well, I don't know if I made it, but I Lauren put, put it, it together. <laughs> um, because of you know licensing issues with actual yeah. real songs. So let us know how you feel about it. We personally feel like it's a bop. Um, we but do. <laughs> it's like a little R and B bop, but. Uh, I'm very curious to know what you guys think about the jingle at the beginning and end. So if you could do that for me. Thank you. All right, guys. As always, you can find us on Instagram or at Gmail. That's community.pod. That's C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-E-A. .pod. All right, y'all. Have a good week. See y'all next time.